0: Hello and welcome to the second episode of Board Games with Variant and Hex. am going to keep this intro short. We're still talking about GenCon. Con. This time we're talking about how much it actually costs to go to GinCon, at least how much it costs for us to go. And then we're also talking about some of our tips and tricks um, that we would advise for others, even ourselves, for the next time we go to a conference. So without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to myself and Aaron talking about GenCon Con part two but anyways there's been a lot of talk about uh is board gaming getting too expensive how expensive is it as a hobby overall so board game co shelf stories couple youtube channels did like videos about it talking about is it good is it bad and kind of whose responsibility it is i think that buy it if you have the money don't buy it if you don't have the money but when you look on something like Instagram you just see all these games that everyone else has so there's kind of some fear of missing out and you rarely get insight into how much are they actually paying a lot of them are reviewers so they're getting copies for free but what are their actual costs for something like that I know board game co said you know if you are having a hard time affording games you should stop watching people sell you games because a lot of those channels, like it's entertainment, but they're also just selling you games pretty much. Um So I, yeah, just kind of taking that. Sort I of had
1: that same feel when I uh, used to do a beer podcast. one of the reasons I stopped doing the beer podcast is right. because I was basically just selling myself beer all, all the time. Right. And I didn't need that much beer.
0: Right, right, right. And it, it becomes hard to, because in that situation, it's not that beer is particularly expensive, but then it becomes There's other kinds of expenses besides straight up financial. So then it became expensive health-wise because you're sitting to do the podcast, sitting to do the um, editing. So it's all time that you're not like moving around and then drinking. And I'm
1: not like an active beer drinker. So I'm sitting to drink the beer, both before. Right. They do those like, like
0: beer run things. I didn't
1: drink and edit a lot, though I did want to.
0: Right. Oh, that does seem like a slippery slope. Um, so what we are going to do for Gen Con, kind of to give some of that transparency, how much did it actually cost us start to finish, first dollar to last dollar, to go to Gen Con?
1: In case you all at home are wondering, this is made possible 100% by Kelly. That's, just...
0: That is true. So I, I use um, Mint. So it's a financial service where you can put all your bank accounts in it. We've been using that for a while. Not a podcast sponsor no because there are none because we're not making money um so that's just a we just like it yeah use mint it's i think it's pretty secure um but you know look into that on your own so no one's ever stolen our money no they they do they advertise like credit cards and stuff to you well right like, but i'm saying like they, yeah
1: if it were you know if it weren't like, secure someone could take our credit card and spend
0: right i that. i don't like how they tell me when i got paid it's kind of like, first of all, I know. And second of all, like, chill. So anyways, we are, getting off, we are getting off topic. But I did use Mint to tag everything that was a Gen Con expense. So in addition to the categories, it'll kind of auto-create. You can also make your own categories and you can make your own tags. So some of MB- these things stayed under entertainment or food or whatever, but then I tagged them all with Gen Con.
1: Yeah, and because you're incredibly organized, what are the, all the th-
0: categories that receive Gen Con tags? Oh, you're saying these categories that are listed in front of us here. Yes, this is true. Smoothly, well, I that's, thought. Well, it's not quite right because badges isn't wasn't like a category in Mint. First of all, and maybe the most exciting or what you definitely see first is games. We got around 18 games. We also got some promos. Mm-hmm. Some like kind of like prologue. I guess it's also a promo game. Well, um, like, some like... like
1: Dice Tower add-ons to games. Well, Dice
0: Tower add-ons to games. Santa Monica and um, Space Base were actually right. expansions. Um, Downforce. Yeah, uh, Downforce was an expansion. Mm. But then we got like, something for like, this mystery game, and it was like a first chapter. So it's almost like a preview, but an actual game right, preview. Right, right. So we got that, and we got one for Omega something virus or something like that. That little black box. Little, tiny oh, right. Little we haven't backboard. played that yet. No, we haven't. So there were about 18 of those. And that was just about seven hundred dollars in games. So I want to think that I'm not I'm not doing the math on the top of my head. I want to think that's around forty dollars a game. Sure, forty times eighteen. Just a, you know, a little less. Pa- pause for editing. Yeah. Okay. So you um, you can go ahead and do that. And we didn't get any crazy. We got we got some good deals. Um, we also there were some things that we just. Bought at the pretty regular price. It also includes the $100 cost for Sleeping Gods. So in the balance of things, um, pretty good uh, Pretty good average there.
1: The price per game was irrational.
0: Was irrational? 38.8 repeating. Oh, okay. So it was pretty rational because that's when you go buy stuff, they don't tell you, well, the tax made it irrational. Right. They've just rounded it.
1: To, to sense.
0: So it was indeed a little under forty dollars. It yeah. was thirty eight ish dollars um for the games. And you know, that changed a little bit because we did buy expansions, which aren't necessarily listed in there. Um it gets a little lower actually. Per sure, game. sure. Um so yeah, that was how much the games were. For food, we mostly did we mostly did food trucks, but we also did uh coffee drinks. Sure, yeah. Um Yeah,
1: the uh was a fi- the the fine? Grind? What's the name of the coffee shop? Georgia Street. The Georgia Street grind. Yeah, it was good coffee. Yeah, that's like down so by. So good. I forgot the name of the, the establishment.
0: Yeah, it's like down by Hotbox on Georgia Street. So it's kind of at the other end by the Field House. Um, but yeah, you went there in the morning. So that's all of our food. Um, was around three hundred and fifty dollars, and that's from Wednesday night actually. Wednesday right, night beers right. and food on Georgia Street all the way through. Um, I think I included Sunday technically when we left. Gen con, but the meal that we had when we left Gen con does that include the silver downtown? Does
1: that include Wild Bill's soda, or does that go into other purchases?
0: Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, Wild Bill's the cup was expensive, but kind of technically food and drink, so I'm guessing it went into other purchases. I'd have to look again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, food was 350, and that's for the two of us. So that means it was about. Uh, 175 oh, yeah, that a person it's quite rational, yeah, 175 a person, um, for uh, four days, for four and a half days. Um, so that's not too bad. Parking and transport now we live in Indianapolis, right? So, which made that obviously a lot cheaper, a lot easier. Now, we did think about getting a hotel and you know, just making it part of the experience, and but then we
1: decided wow that's super expensive it was let's just buy games instead
0: it was it was very expensive which we're gonna come back to um at the end of this here other purchases which that includes um like shirts we got um gen con merchandise you got like a a phone thing and a couple shirts i got a couple shirts we got badge holders um i know we got oh i got a t-shirt from um Red Raven Games, that Sleeping Gods t-shirt. Mm, right. So uh, the the Wild Bills Cup might be in there as well. So those other purchases um, were around $300. And then our badges were about 240 But we had actually rolled those over from yeah, 2019. Yeah, because we were going to
1: go 2020 the first year. Yeah. Would have been our first Gen Con, and then we...
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we paid for those a long time ago. Yeah, I rolled them over from 2020, but we bought them in 20... Well, I guess yeah. we bought them really early... In twenty nineteen or twenty. I have no idea. I don't remember. But anyways, um, I think the badges are about one twenty each. Um, and I don't know if the price that's what it uh I think that's what it was there. And then tickets for events um at Gen Con overall. That includes the four-day library pass. And that also includes what was the other? Oh, I did that class that was like twenty some dollars. Oh yeah, well you made nothing. And yeah, and then we also had a, we bought a fair amount of general admission tickets as well because I didn't know kind of how that would go or not, and that was hundred and thirty dollars. So, all in all, games, food, parking, all of our other purchases, badges and tickets, was about two thousand dollars. And this is where I said I would come back to the hotel thing. When we were looking for hotels, we first thought, oh, yeah, we'll definitely stay down there. And then we kind of waffled. And then we looked again as it got a little closer. And they were upwards of $1,400. A night? um, For the 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 whole thing. For the whole thing. And so for $1,400, like that is not, it's not exactly what we spent, but that comes near and you think that's before probably taxes and other possible fees that may come along with a hotel. So that was just the price when you went to look it up before anything else. So that could have like doubled our cost. And I think that if it had doubled our cost, we probably wouldn't have bought as many games. Maybe we would have looked a little more closely at some of those other purchases because that's, that's quite a bit. That's quite a bit when we live here in town. And I think that's kind of, we didn't have to pay travel costs like a flight to get in we also didn't have to pay um travel costs to stay anywhere so our parking and transport was about $150 we stayed we we parked very close right so where we could have done a lot of different things to get ourselves downtown it's only 15 minutes from our house we could have had you know a f- friend drop us off anything like that we decided to just pay for the closest parking that we could find there's a parking garage right I mean, across by georgia the street, street from the convention it center. is across the street from the convention center and it was no, 20 dollars, oh, 30 a day oh it was 30 a day but then the last day was the colts thing and So it, yeah we paid yeah and, it, that and there's weird. a like the event price is maybe 25
1: yeah and then i think i rented a couple scooters
0: yeah you had a couple scooters in there i think a bike and maybe a scooter yeah. uh, was in there as well um so, yeah, that hundred fifty that we pay there, we didn't even need to pay that. We could have gotten downtown other ways. Um, but having decided not to stay downtown, we just kind of felt like we were already getting uh, savings there.
1: Yeah, and I think we talked about this in the uh, in the first episode, but definitely worth it if you can if you can hack the money for the parking, having a place to just drop right. the games you bought and get back in the action without missing too much time. Perfect.
0: Yeah, we it, it was far more convenient than I think we even expected. So after the first day, I was kind of like, yeah, I, I don't think uh, we're going to do anything different there. So for perspective, for us, that $2,000 is pretty close to a mortgage payment for for us. So when you think about, like, are games too expensive? What are people spending on games? We looked at this as a vacation that we, like, we didn't take a vacation anywhere else this year or last year for that matter. Right. So I think for us, cause you kind of see people spend a lot of money, money maybe in one area, and then you don't really get a sense of how that affects their total finances. Is that really a sacrifice for them or not? So for us, this is kind of a trade off of what do you value and where do you send your, where do you send your money? So we don't really go on many vacations in general, um, no. I think the last one before this, we went up to Indiana Dunes. Well, that was fun. We stayed at a, you know, did a Airbnb kind of yeah. near the. Played some board games on that vacation, and we took yeah, we took board games and played those. So, and I imagine that the Dunes vacation that was two or three years ago, I imagine it was less than this for yeah. the cost of the Airbnb and um, you know just the cost of staying somewhere else for uh, for a few days.
1: Yeah, and I think I think the the bit about games potentially getting more expensive as some of the shipping costs catch up with the game producers is interesting. I know when when we play tested the Catacombs Monster Pit game, yeah. we told the creator like, "Hey, you need to put more dice in here cuz what you have here is not enough and we'd pay 10 more dollars for the box." But you know, I think it's easy for us to to say yeah. that cuz it it's not a stretch, right? But then like I feel like you know, maybe it's better to have a version of the game where you pay $10 less and there's not as many dice and then you have a hundred games. So just get some more damn dice.
0: Right. That's one of the things that, um, our friends were talking about, like, could there be games where they kind of like give you a very basic set and then you could either like have 3d printed if you wanted more, um, more items for your game. So they like what they sell would be like very cardboard, very base, really small box And then kind of there's this option or there are these ways that you can optionally add on as a way to get a game out. And there's already a fair amount of that happening on like Etsy and stuff like that where you can deluxify it yourself. I think it'd be a cool
1: concept uh, for a game like just if a game company started up and they just made a bunch of components and then had game makers come in and write games for those components. Like which may or may may not use all or none of them. Well. And then you could just play like 10 different games. But then you're buying the IP and you already have all the components.
0: I've heard before too, like something like D six, where you can usually find D, you can find some cubes somewhere, and that you just um, send stickers with the game, so that oh. you can put those stickers. I think it's something they use for like play testing, but really, even a game company that said like, here's our core box of, um, here's our core box of like supplies. Right, right, right. And then the the games that they made then were like small boxes, and they all like could be the same size box, so they look nice on a shelf. People love that. And one of those boxes is just like your component's vault. Right. And then you just go into your component's vault to pull out what you need. I think that's something people kind of do with metal coins and things like that. When they do choose to deluxify, they don't necessarily get a set of metal coins for every single game. Or iron clays is another thing that a lot of people use, which are like poker chips. Right. They don't get a set for every game. They just pull out that one set to use with every game. So I think you could have a better system around things like that.
1: Yeah. And I think one of the things that we don't do a ton, like when we decide to get rid of games, usually we sell them for super cheap uh, at yeah. price books for convenience and, you know, just to kind of pay it forward and let someone else get it cheaper. But I think yeah. some folks are like you mentioned that, that you know, uh, some people who like basically rent games when they buy them.
0: In a sense. Yeah, because they they know that they're going to resell them and they on, they also buy them with an eye to how much they might be able to resell them for so that's something where you do go like all in on a pledge you can buy it and try it and be depends on the kickstarter but be pretty confident that you'll be able to resell it for every dollar that you spent so yeah but i think
1: you know if you're listening and you're like oh i want to go to gen con next year how much does it cost to have a good time i think it doesn't
0: 2000's pretty good i 2000's pretty good but i think that if you imagine, if you're going more to, if you're satisfied with your board game collection, you don't really need to pick up a lot of games. Like we're kind of doing a turning over our collection thing right now, where we're buying a lot of new games and getting rid of a lot of games we've had for a while, whether that's because we've played them out or we just weren't really playing them. Um, so I think you could definitely go and just spend all your time. If you just spend all your time there playing games, you could go not really spend that much money and have a good time. We're also going to talk right now about some ways that you could save money. Oh, fantastic. So one, you can just buy less games. There's deals that are online during Gen Con. So at first I was just like buying whatever. And then after that stack starts to accumulate, it's sort of like, okay, maybe I'm going to start comparison comparison shopping. So you can be right there in the hall checking miniature market. And a lot of like Target had a buy two, get one free sale right around the same time. Miniature market had a lot of good deals and then 10% off like everything. Um, on top of whatever deal they may have so you can do something like that where you can double check the price and only get it if it is a deal you can kind of team up with friends if your friends came as well or if you see something they're like if you see sleeping gods there and you message your friends and say hey it's here for a hundred do we want to do this campaign together and you have three friends that each throw in twenty five dollars now you are getting that experience everyone's kind of chipping in for it and you're reducing your cost yeah yeah, I dig it. Yeah. And you can also um, try out games there and then look to see if they're on Board Game Arena, Tabletopia. Most things are on Tabletop Simulator, but that's a little more... It That assumes you already have a computer that's right. willing to run it. And then also just on the uh, App Store on Google Play, a lot of times board game apps don't tend to be more than $10. A lot of times they're $5-ish. So you can try out... Um, You might try out a game in person and then know that there's an app that you can buy, still enjoy it for a lot less money. And at least for Google Play, you can share that. You can have a family subscription. Yeah. So if you and your gaming group all will get into a family subscription on Google, as any one of you buys board game apps, you can all have access to it. So that's what we've done with our friends. And we have a pretty substantial library at this point um, that's just kind of shared in between us.
1: Every now and again, a game just shows up there that we didn't know we had. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah. Um, another way to save would definitely be packing food. We didn't do that at all.
1: No, I wish I had though, because I get grumpy when I'm, when I'm hungry.
0: And we could have just like planned to have a, you know, do like a protein shake or something before you were to go, like before you leave in the morning, maybe even when you come back at night, because it is sort of an exhausting, you're up right. and moving a lot. So to be treating it a little more like, not completely like an athletic event, because there's a lot of sitting too, but start your day with like a protein shake bring snacks and stuff throughout the day, then you don't also have to get up from the table. When you're playing a game, you don't have to go wait in a long line in between, like try to pack it in in between events. Um, so yeah, we definitely could have packed food and saved, I I think easily half the money that we spent.
1: Well, and I think, uh, I food. would prefer to pack the food for convenience and then not save money on food, but then, you know, plan to maybe because we didn't like go to a restaurant and sit down for dinner, which is an experience that I like. Right. And I think that's, you know, we do it again. I'd like to kind of plan that in there. And then, yeah, you, you kind of take some yeah. money away, out of well, the food truck budget, put it and, into the right. budget.
0: And I think for all of these, however you would choose to save that money. What you then do with the money you saved is up to you. So if you pack more snacks so that you're not the food truck so much, but then you do go out to a nice dinner, maybe you spend the same overall, but like yeah. you just enjoy the experience a little more. Um, we wouldn't, I wouldn't get as many general admission tickets. We right. only used a couple, and I bought quite a few for each of us. So I just didn't know what that would be like. Right. But really, it's just as fun to just kind of walk up to a table where something's being demoed and see what's going on than necessarily have to use a ticket for an event. And um, you carpool, we just drove ourselves, but you could take a seven, eight-seater car yeah. into the parking garage full of people, and that's still $30. You have eight people in the car. That's very cheap per person. Yeah. and Even if
1: you don't have a car with a lot of storage, you guys could just pick the days that you were going to buy all your games so that you could transport everyone's games back and forth.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, you could... Presuming you have the problem that
1: you can't fit all your games in a car.
0: Yeah, there. that's that's eight people that have really dedicated themselves. I feel like if you put well, it on I your mean, lap... The, you know? the
1: group we hung out with bought a lot of games. I mean, we Yeah, bought, that's true. You know, it would have
0: been tough if they all came home on the same day. That's true. Um. So finally, we're just going to do some closing tips and tricks for our oh, Gen yeah. Con experience.
1: I, st- I gave you one already. Schedule, sit-down dinners. Just Yeah, just, because we
0: only did food truck stuff and...
1: And kind of know like it takes a minute. It, it's busy downtown, so it's hard to get seated. So it might even be nice to like have a reservation, even if that's I not say your gym. yeah.
0: I say make a reservation and just put that in. And that kind of goes with uh, one of mine is to be realistic about your schedule. So pay attention to um, what you're doing and when. Does that back you up to the point where you have straight events and no lunch break, or it's, mm. you're going to be in events until um, really late? And, like, be realistic about where, where your time's going. So if you do things like have reservations for dinner, schedule that in the same way you schedule in any other event.
1: Yeah, I think we had a lot of early stuff, in speaking in terms of scheduling. yeah. And I think, for me, I wouldn't have mind kind of staying later into the evening one night. But we were up we were up so early every day mm-hmm. that it didn't make sense. We were both like, oh, we better get home and get to sleep.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, yeah, kind of knowing how late you're going to stay, how early you need to be the next day. Yeah, is another part about that scheduling um we already talked about having a food plan and snacks but that was definitely um a tip as well we talked about parking and staying close by if if there's a way for you to really indianapolis is it's pretty easy to travel around so i feel like even if like the hotels seem like a lot We didn't bother staying somewhere else outside of downtown because that's just where we live already. But you could be as far out as, you know, like Carmel or um, Plainfield or whatever. It's still only like 20 minutes, 30 minutes into downtown. And the amount that you would save.
1: Yeah, the Airbnb is not going to be inflated that far away.
0: No, I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think the demand would be high enough for it to be inflated that far out. And there's even like neat little neighborhoods. Like if you found someplace in Broad Ripple to stay, oh yeah, you might stay in a in a neighborhood where, um, you know, it's of interest on its own. Broad Ripple has like a small town vibe and like little shops you can walk to. So I think trying to stay, if you're coming in to the city, you could stay somewhere like that and still drive in and park and maybe be Significantly under what the hotel cost would be. So, kind of finding a way to um, to sort that out.
1: Yeah, I would sign up for more playtesting, but really that tip is just figure out what it is you liked about the experience and do more of that.
0: Right. But this is, I would think of this as, you know, based on our experiences, what tip you would give. And so, you would say you just thought that playtesting oh, yeah, was yeah. um, interesting, more valuable. Like, if it's playtesting or some other event, it's very likely that you would pick doing the play testing instead Absolutely.
1: yeah and then you know there's a thing that's not on on your list but I think it was valuable for you which is um on the first day go into the exhibit hall by yourself and just like walk it
0: oh yeah I did like um which I kind of didn't get around to till later because I kind of <laughs> talked about being unencumbered and like walking around it can just get a bit when you're trying to walk through other people or with you're with a group and trying to walk through there, it's just a lot harder to either be keeping up with everyone or just to move from point A to point B. So it is, I did like going in there by myself and being able to just stop every time I was interested and keep moving every time I wasn't to get sort of a lay of the land. And this was a smaller footprint than it usually is. So um, I think if I had done that on day one, I would have had a better sense of just, where things were, what I wanted to come back to, what I thought was worth it or not, but really by the fourth day there were still little places I hadn't seen yet. So I think I would have liked to just straight up walk the hall uh, on the first day, yeah.
1: And, and then just a tag along tip with that: uh, while your wife is walking the hall to get the lay of the land, make sure to hit up the Georgia Street grind.
0: Right. That that worked out well. As the as the week got later, the, you were like, I'm gonna go get coffee. I'm like, yeah, I have no interest. Um. So the last tip that I have is taking a power bank yeah for sure which is like the something that'll charge your phone yeah and- i have a good sized one but it's um you can bring your own charger be sitting next to a wall but it was very nice to be able to have it just plugged into the bank taking pictures i was taking a lot of pictures or you know video or even if you're just looking watching instagram for what other people are doing while you're there to see what you want to go check out like, it's nice to, if you're trying to keep up with other people, they're sending you pictures of what they're doing. Um, having the power bank was nice to not have to feel like I needed to keep an eye on my phone battery.
1: Yeah, and, you know, in the convenience center, there's places to charge, but who wants yes, to there fuss are. with that?
0: There are, yeah. And, you know, having, um, it might be such that being able to get away for a bit and charge your phone somewhere quiet, like, you know, maybe that's not the worst thing either. That is all for this episode of Board Games with Variant Hex. We hope you enjoyed it. You can find us on many different social channels, always at Variant Hex. Variant as in gameplay variant. Hex as in hexagon tiles. It's all one word. We're on Instagram quite a bit. We're on Twitter sometimes. We think we're going to start Twitch streaming soon. You can follow us preemptively there. We also have a website where we blog sometimes not too often but you can see what we've done before and really the best place to catch us again is going to be right here we already have our next episode recorded thank you so much for listening and for spending some time with us